0: It's Blizzard Watch time. We're watching Blizzard. It's what we're doing. Hi, everybody. I'm Matt. I'm your host. With me this two week, two people. They're just so good. Such good people. I don't know why I feel like I've turned into a dog this week. Anyway, hi. Ann Stickney here. Hi. Say hi to Ann. Hi. Also with us, Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hi. Let's just jump into top stories. Okay, nope, not even going to start. go. Okay. <laughs> uh, Overwatch PTR dropped this week. Uh, it's
1: got the new competitive mode in it, right? It dropped today, actually, this dropped morning. Today. Yeah. So um, if you aren't at home right now, or if you are like, you know, haven't looked yet on your BattleNet launcher, if you go to Overwatch and you have Overwatch, it's only on Overwatch PC, obviously. Um, it's not on consoles, but the PTR is basically, it's it's the same thing as any kind of WoW PTR. You go in and you select your region, and there's a little thing there that says Overwatch PTR. If you don't see it on your launcher, restart your launcher, because there was an update this morning to that as well, that I think probably kicked it into motion. But yeah. Um, so it's competitive play, is what they're testing out? It's competitive play mode, yeah, they, they've got the test out for that. There were a few bug fixes along with it. Um... They introduced the new um, reward system for competitive play. So, basically, you can get, like, new sprays. I think they said that there's um, competitive points or something like that, if I remember correctly. And you can use those points to buy golden weapons for your heroes so that everybody can see visually almost immediately that, oh, yeah, okay, you do competitive mode a lot and you're real good at it. Um, I think that data miners said something like 300 Points a piece for the weapons. I'm not sure.
2: How it's many a- points do you get from stuff?
1: Good question. Um, oh, I know that. The yet. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that yet. I know Maticus has been messing around with it a little bit this morning. Um, apparently, it's like uh, when you sign up for competitive mode and you jump in, it's you're thrown in with other people, and it's the best three out of five matches determines whether or not you win the whole round. Um, And I don't know much more about it than that because I haven't had a chance to, like, jump in and take a look at it myself. But um, there were also some bug fixes and just some general stuff that they did, uh, changes and things like that. When you activate Widowmaker's ult now, um, her voice line will be heard pretty much map wide instead of in one area, which is great. I don't know why they didn't do that to begin with, but all right mccree's been added as an ai hero in practice versus ai and play versus ai and custom game modes and then they also removed the prefer avoid player system and that's because it was apparently causing a lot of problems with matchmaking and jeff kaplan he went on the forums and he did this really, really, really long post, and we wrote a post on it, and you should probably go read that, but if you're interested in Overwatch MMR and matchmaking rankings and how that works exactly, because he wrote basically, it's like a short novel (laughs) on, on how it works and what they're looking to get out of it and everything else, and one of the problems that they were having with the matchmaking systems and the reason that they were, that they took out that whole that whole ranking system of prefer avoid was because they had people who were marking people as avoid not because they were being toxic or anything but just because they were really good players so Uh yeah one of the top Widowmaker players out there was complaining about the matchmaking system because it took him forever to get into a game and it's because people were marking him with avoid this player and it wasn't because he was a terrible person or anything it wasn't because he was you know talking smack or, or being toxic or anything like that it was just, just kicking their butts it was I mean, he was just kicking their butts so hard that they didn't want to run into him again <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's that's that's kinda weird because I've seen also seen a lot of people have the opposite experience where they would mark to avoid somebody who was being super toxic but the game would ignore that and they would just keep end up ending up in games with this person. Right. Like, the game didn't even take it into consideration. So hearing that somebody who was being avoided was having problems finding matchmaking, it's like, well, why couldn't I avoid the people I wanted to avoid?
1: Well, and the problem with it, too, was that by the time this guy actually got into a match, he had been waiting so long that they basically stuck him in with a bunch of lower-level players. So it's these lower-level players without a ton of experience against this amazingly-ranked Widowmaker that's been playing it forever and is really, really good at Widowmaker. And that wasn't particularly fair either. You know what I mean? So they went ahead and disabled it. They did state that players that are toxic, if you run into toxic players or people that are just being jerks or whatever, you should still use the report feature because they are taking that into consideration and looking at that and dealing with those players on a case-by-case basis. So um, that's what's going on with that. Cool. All right.
0: Um. Also, going on right about now, uh, last week they had one of the developer chats um, about Legion. And one of the things I thought really worth mentioning, and there were quite a few things, but one of the things I thought was really worth mentioning was basically they've come out and said, you know, it's the thing where we're trying to do an expansion every year isn't working. Uh, so they're not going to try and do that anymore. They're just going to try and do the, the expansions and then have more content after a certain point like have more patches and so forth which i think is possibly the the best approach they could take because it it will at least alleviate okay this is the last patch of warlords and we'll see you next year for legion yeah which has been the like that's been pretty much what's happened the last three expansions i think
1: like um, Cataclysm. Well, Wrath- what was the break between cataclysm and mist i don't remember it, it being long. it wasn't a year though was it it was like eight months it was it was lengthy and then the of course you know we had the never-ending siege of orgrimmar at the end of mists yeah. and now siege with orgrimmar, warlords it came out
0: till like 14 months
1: right and now with warlords we've got the never ending to jungle so it, yeah. it's interesting to me anyway <laughs> that like the more they tried to do this yearly expansion thing the less it worked
0: yeah I don't comparatively think that- As a a development house, Blizzard has never been great at pushing content out. They're not a push-content-out group. They're a, well, it'll get out when it's out, but it'll be good house. That's just how they do it. And I really feel like if you look at, especially Warlords, I mean, if you look at the uh, Mists to Warlords and Warlords to Legion thing, what ends up happening with, with Mists, with Mists they were developing content at a brisk pace. I mean, they were putting out patches every couple of months. The, I remember writing a thing saying, "This is this the best they've ever done? Because they were putting out just patch after patch really close together. And they
1: were robust patches full of all kinds yeah. of things to do.
0: And then there was that, you know, last patch dropped. Okay, here's Siege of Orgrimmar. And then nothing for like...
1: Kind of radio silence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, if they can basically marry the the patch robustness of mists with like actually getting more patches out, even if it means taking a little bit longer between them. Like, I honestly feel like they should have put an extra month in every patch that they did for mists. Yeah. Uh, And then it would have actually been the near close to the perfect patch cycle. But in terms of like having more stuff after like, I don't know if they're going to have more stuff after their big patch. Like if we'll have the, this is the final confrontation against the burning Legion. And now six months of filler patches Or if they're going to just make it take, if they're just going to do more patches in an expansion. uh, I would be okay with either, but I'd really like it if it was more patches in an expansion. And I'll just say this I honestly like it better when they do stuff that is sidereal to the main quest of the expansion, the main thrust. Like, I like it when you have an Alduar, I like it when you have a Karazhan, which doesn't really. Yeah, go it, into it, the main thing of, of of Burning Crusade. If you have like a patch that just it's a side place to go, I actually like those.
2: Even in questing, you know, they always tend to build up these side stories, and these other cool like tertiary things, and but they don't really do anything with it because the the raid churn tends to come back to this central thing. And like the Arakkoa in Warlords, they were in the final raid, but they were just kind of like shoved in there because they didn't do anything else with the Arakkoa anywhere it's like oh well, let's just include them in this final raid but why are they there i don't know because we need a boss that's Arakoa, i don't know
0: well they had Arakoa who was a bad guy but yeah i get your point point.
1: and they had and that short what... story that came out that kind of explained it a little bit further but it wasn't really but it wasn't it's... handled as as well as it could have been
2: yeah it's just they just tend to do that a lot that these side stories like um what is it you know they could have done more with for example the Claxi. you know they could have mm-hmm. They could have had a whole arc with that, but it's like, no. Nah, well, we got to put them in Siege of Orgrimmar.
1: To, to be fair, I can't really say that so much about Missa Pandaria because Missa Pandaria had so many patches, and there was so much story in each of those patches. And yeah, I would have liked to have seen more of the Claxi, but in the face of everything that we got, it it, it almost wasn't necessary per se.
0: We, we did get a manted we got, like, a manted raid and then the Shah of Fear raid. So it's not like there wasn't anything else
2: about the manted. I mean, disclaimer, I didn't think too hard about what I was just saying. I was just thinking of, like, not Orc people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, to- I'm totally okay. I would have totally been okay with, like, after we got – you could have even been after Siege – what about like an entire patch or two just about cleaning up the mess we made? That, that isn't there's no raid, just yeah. us fixing something.
1: I, I wish we had gotten some kind of. That's the thing that's always kind of been missing from each expansion is that we don't really. Well, I mean, we kind of got something. No, no, I wouldn't even call. I wouldn't even call Ruby Sanctum that kind of a thing. We've never had a resolution patch.
0: Yeah, Ruby Sanctum was a resolution patch. It was just, you know, hey, it Death was wink here,
1: up. Here's wink, wink, something showing up that may or may not tie to the next expansion. And it turns out it did, but like, yeah. it we never we never really got, we've never really gotten one of those patches that actually like put a tidy bow on the end of the story. It was it was always like here's the final cinematic of this last raid, and that's it. And it almost it. Particularly with Mists, because obviously Miss, we destroyed a whole heck of a lot of stuff. With Mists, it would have been nice to have some kind of closure thing going on. Even with Warlords, it would be nice to have some kind of closure thing going on. Because yeah, right now, I mean, as it stands, it's just like, Ural's like, Yeah, we'll be here if you need us, and that's it. You know?
2: Yeah, and I mean, we kind of need her. I'm just saying. Legion, Ural, come help out.
0: Where is she? I totally would. I totally would, but... um. I I really got to clean this up. It's just, it's going to start stinking. You understand you, you go do, and I'll be over here. But, um, our world is being invaded by the burning Legion. Then when we stop from invading you, so they're invading us for revenge.
1: And that was really nice of you. Anyway, I got to go. Yeah. Meanwhile, Velen's this... like over her <laughs> shoulder, just sort of, you know, like doing the line across the throat. No, no, cut it. Cut, cut communications. You're all stop talking there's... to them. <laughs> They've done another... wow, enough.
2: <laughs> we slash and burn we peace out and we move on to the next thing to destroy. I mean, I think we, whether we want to or not, have left as much destruction in our wake as any of our bad guys because we just leave after somebody wrecks
1: up the place. It would be nice if there were some kind of conclusion. But I mean, I would even be okay with something
0: that's more the style of Vanilla, where instead of having like a big overarching plot that goes through every raid and every dungeon, if we have dungeons and raids that are just not connected, they're just... Yes. This is a place. There's bad guys in it. Let's go here. Oh, hey, the, you know, it turns out there's, you know, Aminar the Coldbringer in the middle of these like, you know, Quillbore people. Okay, whatever. You, you know, I just... One of the things I liked about Vanilla was that the raids, they there was some channeling between them, like Molten Core and Ixia's Lair had a reason. They sent you to Blackwing Lair, but you didn't, like, AQ didn't really have anything to do with it. And when you went to Naxx, there was a quest to go to AQ, but it wasn't like... Part of Nax, it was just there. If you wanted to get that artifact staff, I, I felt I feel like it wouldn't be okay. You know, sure, have an overarching story, have the legions coming, but after the first raids, there could be a raid that has has zero to do with the legion. It's just a raid. It's just a place we go. It's just stuff we do. It's like
2: if it, you must tie it into the main story, it's like oh, there's a powerful magical thing here. Go get it.
1: Yeah, just you know, you know, we have around looking- Just have the mages point us at, point us at something. Makes sense.
0: And especially like bring Landalock out of retirement. He now sends you to this, this new raid. Remember me? I used to send you all over the place for no particular reason. Well, now I'm back. I'm sending you all over the place for no particular reason. Let's go. I, I honestly feel like you could have a patch or two that is just exploring the bro, you know, the broken isles. I mean, the broken shore, Um, you know, here's a, here's a place go there. It doesn't have to be Legion related other than the fact that the threat of the Legion means you have to do it, you know? Um, and we could have stuff like after we do whatever we're going to do for the last raid, there could totally be a patch or two that's just, hey, um, now that the Legion's been dealt with, this is happening, you know? So, I don't know. I, I think it's a good direction to move in for them. We'll see how, they, how it actually works out. I really feel like the issue here isn't even how fast patches drop. It's not how, it's not how fast expansions come out. It's not how fast patches drop. It's how much content is there. And when do you have it like you can't I honestly feel like the worst thing that's ever happened. to World of Warcraft has been the past few content droughts. for
2: sure. Absolutely. Um, You know, yeah. this whole blizzards, you know, we're not going to do it until it's perfect or whatever. Uh, it doesn't work for an MMO. People are paying a subscription. You know, it, it relies on people being invested long term when you're asking people to c- keep paying a subscription and being invested for a year where there's nothing happening like.
0: Well, how many times have we seen people say, "I'm not subscribed right now, but I'm going to come back for X"?
2: And, and do like, they?
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But they're people who they're they're not paying you right now. You know, yeah. I they're they're waiting for something to drop. You know, they they want us to tell them what it's what. You know, how many of people have asked me? You know, can you tell me this about Legion? Because you know, I'm thinking about coming back, and it's like that person would have been playing if you'd given them something to do. So, yeah,
1: Warcraft that's... players are notor- notoriously voracious when it comes to consuming content. They really they can never get enough, and when there's nothing there, they're really fickle about it. For you know, there's year. if there's if there's no reason for them to log on, if there's nothing for a year, then yeah, they're gonna click the unsubscribe button. Why pay for something that they're not playing? Yeah. So
0: and you can come up with all the shortcuts and and all the you know hey you know play, pay with gold type stuff, but eventually people are just why should I pay for gold with gold when I can just not pay at all? The thing,
1: the thing about blizzard is that blizzard has always been a company like since, since vanilla came out, like since the first game came out, they always, they've always been this company that said we don't stick to dates. We release it when it's ready to be released. And that's why, you know, you saw some expansions where they were delayed a little bit. Burning crusade was notoriously, it was delayed a bit before it actually launched. Um, because it wasn't ready it just wasn't ready and they wanted to make sure that they were releasing quality content and so far it's seemed like they've been chasing this golden ring of one expansion a year so Mm -hmm. long that they're kind of like falling away from that whole releasing the quality stuff in it in in, you know not necessarily the timeliest of manners but giving us enough stuff that we're interested in still playing so i'm kind of okay with them dropping the golden ring and not doing the whole annual expansion thing because i don't think it's necessary as long as they're giving us content as long what, as they're giving what, us something to do
2: what was a little funny to me uh was ian is saying you know they view expansions differently than content patches like expansions have new classes new features etc and i was just thinking you know i'm not really interested in those things that qualify them as expansions then <laughs> Uh, some of the new features are cool, like the wardrobe is cool, but like this whole, you know, I could do without a lot of the stuff that Legion is adding if it meant gameplay content.
1: Like a new yeah. zone or a new story yeah. somewhere? Yeah, like,
2: okay, if I'm considering buying a new game, I'm not going to buy it on the basis of something like a wardrobe. Is the content good? Is the questing good? Is the story good? Is, is fighting stuff good? That's what I care about, and that's what I want in the content patch or an expansion—just cool places to do quests and and have a story, and just get just do you know, cool stuff.
0: You know what we've never seen in any expansion? What ever. Imagine if instead of getting a Timeless Isle or even a Tanan Jungle, if you got like you know after the expansion de- delivered its main thrust, after you got say the Le- you dealt with the Legion whatever, if they straight up said, okay, now we have these three new zones. And we're going to put them out in patches. And you you can go explore them. They're all max level stuff. There'll be like a dungeon and maybe a raid in each of them. And it's they all have their own contained stories. And that came out over the course of the year between, you know, you have a year of the main thrust of the expansion. And then you have another year before the next expansion. And in that year, you've got two or three new zones to explore with all stuff to do in them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and they're all intended for max level. I really feel like the problem is, is people get to max level really fast. So leveling content is great, but and I, I do like that they're trying to make it so the leveling content lasts you. Like once you're level 100, you can still go back into those zones and do stuff. I think that's a great move. Um, but I do think it would be nice to put out like another Suramar or another, you know, another zone where you're intended to go in at max level and do stuff. And it doesn't even have to be tied into the... It can certainly be so if they want it to be, but it doesn't have to be tied into the main thrust of Legion well, at all. Well,
1: that's kind of what they did with Tanan. Like, they released yeah, but, Tanan and it's a brand new zone, but...
0: Yeah, but Tanan is still tied in to the whole, you know... Even the, the Timeless Isle, which wasn't really tied in, came out at the same time as the last raid. I mean, literally, six months down the road, we'll have a new... Here's a new patch. It's got all this content. Go do. So something. here's
1: my question. Do you think it would have been better if they had just released Siege of Orgrimmar and then six months later released the Timeless Isle as like its own little separate thing?
0: certainly couldn't have hurt. I mean, I, I'm sure some people would have thought, well, this is useless. I don't need gear from this place. I've already got better gear than that. But some people would have been like, stuff to do.
2: Yeah. And you know? I think that's Let's go one kill of, some frogs. I think that's another one of the problems WoW has, is that everything is based around gear and and these huge leaps in power. So if you're releasing something after the you know, final raid or whatever, and gear is ridiculous, and people, the drops, if you're going to give them even better gear and better gear, it's already pretty ludicrous. I I I think a big problem WoW has is rewarding people without huge spikes in character power that need to be squished later.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the things where you, you start to look at stuff like mounts and
1: cosmetic items and so forth. That was but. one of those things that they actually brought up in the Q&A was the whole item squish thing and they said they would probably do another squish at the end of this expansion.
2: <laughs> just, I mean, just because
1: yeah. things are starting to get you know overpowered all over again. But what can you do? Well, you can squish things. Apparently that is the going answer for this now. But yeah, I can't say that I'm not... I can't say that I'm really upset that they're that they're going away from this whole idea of doing an expansion a year. I'm perfectly okay with it. Take two years, take however many, take however much time you need to develop things. Just keep giving us stuff to do in the meantime. That's all we want.
0: Don't take your entire team and put it on, like, the development of, like, the expansion to the expense of developing patches for other stuff.
2: And yeah. I, I think that's the core of what everybody thought. Like, when people say, can we get expansions faster? It's not like, we want to pay you more money faster. It's just shorthand for, come on, guys, we can't go a year between content drops. Just Whether that stuff. comes in the form of an expansion <laughs> or a patch, can't be a yeah. year in between.
0: Give us Give but- us some stuff. Speaking of you know stuff, um, both on the PTR and in, in the beta now, we can finally really test out the wardrobe because they've allowed character transfers. Yeah. So um, I have spent this entire week doing nothing but, but importing <laughs> importing my characters and then messing around in the wardrobe but to the point where I have a hard time leveling because the second I get a new drop, I'm like, I gotta make myself look pretty again. Oh, so um, I, I I have gotten a chance to really test this thing out. And one of the things I noticed is they weren't kidding about quest items. I have quest items that I forgot I ever got. Um I have Lincoln's yep. Sword of Mastery. Um I've got the <gasps> original Warrior Whirlwind weapons, all three of them. Dang. I've got like yeah, I've got stuff from quests going back. There's a sword that you could you only get in vanilla that it it's got a unique stained glass pattern on the blade. Oh, it's I like remember a gray, that one. It's a grey sword, and I've got that. Um, I've got all this stuff that I, that I got from quests that it's really amazing. It's actually working out very well. In my opinion, um, I, I noticed that I pretty much have everything I want. Like now that I've imported like three warriors, uh, I've pretty much gotten every item. There's one thing I know I have on a character, but I can't import him for some reason. Like every time I've tried, it's just the imports failed. I think he's too low level. My level 80 death Knight has, has the sword from Zul, uh, Zulamon. The original Raid the one that you should be um, able
1: to import him because I imported a level 15 bank alt.
0: Yeah, I haven't been able to get him in for whatever reason. It's just maybe I'm unlucky. Look, the bank alt had some gear in her bags. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it's it's perfectly fair. Um, so I am just waiting to get that in. But otherwise, I've got all this stuff. I've got stuff that you know, I've got items like the Blackhand Doomsaw that doesn't even drop anymore. Uh they have, they have lookalikes. Another thing, that's another thing I should point out. People have been asking a lot about this. If you have an item, and you have more than one of an item that has the same appearance, the way it works in the wardrobe is, if you're looking through the wardrobe tab and not when you're in transmog, it lets you click on an item, and it will tell you every item that has that appearance and whether or not you've collected it. So, for instance, with the Blackhand Doomsaw, which looks an awful lot like Sword's Warblade, it will tell you... Um, collected, Lantrosaur's Warblade, collected Blackhand Doomsaw, whether or not you have collected it, it will tell you. It does that with every item that shares an, an appearance. Like, for instance, I've got um, there's a there's two different models for the uh, Obsidian Edge Blade. One is the original vanilla model. Uh, not the original vanilla model, the, the second vanilla model. The original vanilla model is just not there anymore. They switched it. But there's the, the vanilla model, and then there's the one that came out in Wrath from Ani's Lair. Mm -hmm. and that one has there's two for that model because there's the there was the item level 231 and the item level 245 one from 10 man and 25 man and then there's the one from from molten core and they don't share the same appearance but the two that from wrath do and it'll tell you you, which one do you have like okay you have this one versus that one um i've got quel and it tells me which that i've got both original quel and the uh, Quell Sarar from, from Ani. How does it tell it handle you
2: handle recolors?
0: Uh, recolors are considered a different appearance. Hmm. If you have a recolored item, it's a different appearance. For instance, I've got both the Black Blade of Sharam and the, the green Massacre Sword that has the same model but is red. They're different. They're, I kind of wish like
1: it list the recolor,
0: uh, It lists them as separate recolors. items.
1: Well, yeah. No, no, I mean like under a list, like if you find something that's one color and there's actually a secondary color for, oh, for the same model. Yeah, I kind of wish that it would list that but that's okay
2: the the reason i'm asking is because in the queue the other day i I put a screenshot of something somebody asked me what a specific item in the screenshot
1: was
0: vest.
2: and this is arachnidian vest and i went and i looked at it and it listed all of these different ones that use the same model and i went on wowhead to link it and i noticed the arachnidian vest is like a teal and all of the other ones that were listed as having the same model were a bright green so there are actually different colors, but they are all listed together, and I don't know how, on that particular item, how you would find which color you want to use.
0: That's a good point. I, that's not the case for the, for the um, Black Blade of Sharam versus the, uh, uh, the Massacre Sword. The Black Blade of Sharam also mentions the Bleak Blade of Sharam, which is the, the Warlord's version, mm-hmm. because they have the same model and same color. But the Massacre Sword is bright red, whereas the, the, the Black Blade is, is gray. So they're listed separately, I don't know why they do it differently for weapons, but maybe it's just for those two weapons. I don't know.
1: Can I just say I have one beef with the wardrobe? Just one. Just one thing that's really irritating me and making me annoyed. Today, right now, if you log into the game and you don't want your cloak or helm to show, you go into your interface options and you turn off your cloak or helm and it doesn't show, right? doesn't matter if you swap out your helm, it's still not there, it's still not showing up because this is an option you've chosen in the game. In the wardrobe, the way that they've done this is that you have to actually go to a transmog vendor and tell them to turn your helm model off. Now, it doesn't cost you anything keep in mind it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything to do it to to make it not show either the cloak or the vest or the new shoulders you can turn your shoulders off with the same thing but you have to go to a transmog vendor to do it you can't just do it in your interface wherever you happen to be. So if you happen to get a helm upgrade like in the middle of nowhere in order to make that not show if it's particularly ugly or you just don't want it because it like doesn't all match all
2: hats and wow.
1: Like all hats and wow, you have to go back to the transmog vendor to turn it off. And I I personally, I mean, I know everybody right now on the PT, well on the beta has the transmog yak. Like, that's something that everybody has, just default. It's there with the characters that you create. I don't have that yak on live. And I don't intend on picking up that yak on live because it costs a lot. So I'm really kind of You're irritated. nearly gold-capped. I, no, I'm not. Aren't you? <laughs> no, Alex is the one that's got the gold cap thing going on. I'm just working on it, right? But I still don't, like, I don't feel the need to go purchase that yak because there's other stuff I would rather have. Anyway, regardless... This is a feature that we used to be able to turn off in the interface, and we didn't have to worry about it if we swapped helms or we swapped cloaks. It would always be turned off. That's no longer the case, and that's my only beef with the wardrobe. The rest of I it agree. works brilliantly, and I love it. That is yeah. pretty annoying. And I never turn generally... helmets
0: off because so, I prefer helmets to people's faces, yeah. especially plate, plate helmets are better looking than – I'm just going to say it. Your guy's gear is ugly. <laughs> leather and cloth, ugly. I don't know what the problem is with it. I don't know why you guys look like clowns, but you do. Plate looks good. Um, plate's plates, good. I don't know why. Like, mail is okay. Like, some mail I like, but I really don't like cloth, leather and cloth. I don't know why. Especially when they do stuff like the Ulduar hats that look like a screaming face is eating your face.
1: The dead Yoda hat.
0: It's like, uh, I don't, what, what, what. this looks like, and it works even worse on, like, some characters. Like, Torin. it looks like a dog collar is swallowing your head.
1: It, yeah, like, seriously. Yeah, you got hit with the um, with the collar, with the. I don't, please don't pick at your bandages, collar, the dog collar. Uh, uh.
0: I generally don't turn off helmets or cloaks. I sometimes turn off cloaks, but not that often, so it's not a big deal for me. Plus, I have the yak.
1: The cone of shame. What That's what I was trying to remember. It Ugh. looks like a giant cone of shame with a screaming head on top of it on Torrin.
0: <laughs> Plus, with cloth, I mean, there's always the problem of matching your your pants against your dress if you're wearing a dress. Sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you have a tunic on, so your pants have to be matched to your tunic. But sometimes you switch to a dress, and then your pants aren't showing. But then you you get a new drop, and it's it's not a dress, so now your legs are showing again.
1: You know what, though, it's like, I think I think with uh, most of the cloth gear lately, it's all been robes. Like, it's so rare that you see a cloth tunic out there. Yeah. Most of the cloth tunics that I have on my cloth-wearing characters are things that I got from low-level quests.
2: Super low-level.
1: Yeah. Because once you get to a high enough level, they're like, nope, dresses forever.
2: Even by level 60, you're not wearing tunics anymore. It's all dresses. Yeah. Um, but, you know, not just the hide hat, hide cloak thing. But I think a lot of the stuff they're doing with the UI in Legion is a huge step back. Um, they're removing a lot of UI options, just because I guess options are bad. I don't know. There it, it is makes, apparently,
1: really there, is, there is some modder or another out there that is apparently working on an add-on called um, Advanced UI or something like that, that's adding a lot of those options back or trying to.
2: It, it makes no sense that you now need an add-on to get default WoW you <laughs> I know, <page>. right? <laughs> That That is just the dumbest thing.
0: That's got nothing to do with the wardrobe, but I don't understand why they're doing it. Yeah.
1: Wasn't it like, it's hard to turn off names now? Yeah. Oh, it's super hard to turn off names. It's really annoying. It's hard to see your character's stats. Yeah. Yeah. That's like... That's one of the I mean, weirdest ways at uncollapse all, but it's really bizarre that it starts off
0: default all collapsed.
1: It's just really, and, and you know, they've done all of this stuff and all this streamlining thing, and yet, and yet, with every new character I create, what's the first thing I do? Interface auto loot on. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not default turned on. It should be. Every time, it should be, and I don't know why it's not.
2: (laughs) the options, you know, there's people who, you know, I have it turned on where the loot box shows up by my mouse cursor. Uh, I like it that way, Yeah. but there are people who don't. You can't not have it that way anymore. Oh, no. Your loot box will always show up at your mouse cursor, whether you want that or not. There's no way to change it without installing an add-on, which is dumb, because you could just choose which one you wanted with the base UI
1: before. It just seems yeah. like a lot of the changes that they're making, they're making in the name of, you know, kind of simplifying things so that people have, you know, easier decisions to make. And there's not like a million different options the second you log in to the game and a million different settings that you have to change and things. But the things that they're taking away are the things that a lot of people use. So it, it's it just weird.
2: <laughs> that if, if they're concerned with, you know, newbie friendliness, you open your UI options you get the basic options. You click the advanced button for advanced users, and then all of those things that might be complicated to newbies are there behind the advanced button. Just have it in the base UI instead of making people install an add-on to have control over the UI.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice. Anyway.
2: We should probably at this point move on to emails. Uh, Yeah.
1: uh, As is usually the case, if you have
0: an email for us, uh, send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. We'll do our best to answer pretty much any question you send in. Uh, if you keep them a little shorter and sweeter and to the point, we have an easier time getting them in. There's one email here today that we may or may not get to that is effectively War and Peace. And yeah, we're not going to get I, to
1: that one. Yeah, the
0: I, longer
2: I, your email, the less likely we are to <laughs> give it the time of day.
0: I mean, I, I think it's an interesting question, but there's like literally five chapters before you get to it. So that's, <laughs> that's a problem. But we do you know, we do our best. So
2: please do send us emails. We do Tweet like that is perfect to me. These guys might and, disagree. Oh,
0: and you're up so
1: okay, first email is from Frandle who says, Hi everyone, Frandle from from of the queue on Nessing Wary here, longtime reader since the site that shall not be named. And you're the reason I actually signed up for Patreon and the first thing I patroned, Patreon, whatever the verb is. That's okay, Frandrel. We're still trying to figure that one out ourselves. And he says, Anyway, I've mained a mage since vanilla, but I rolled a warrior in Cataclysm and it's been my go to secondary character since then. I'm thinking about maining this character for Legion. My question is this I like tanking, but I don't particularly enjoy being a dungeon slash raid leader. Obviously knowing the boss mechanics is important but I really don't want to be marking poles, explaining fights, or other such things. I just want to run around and punch monsters in the face while everyone else kills them. As a secondary character, i.e. the one that levels up after most other people are geared and know things, this is relatively viable. But is it viable for me to do this as a main character when everyone else is still learning things? It feels like, as a tank, I'm expected to know all these things and be a leader when I really just want to be a meat shield. Thoughts? Thanks again, and keep up all the great work you guys do Frandall it I won't lie to you um tanking you are expected to
0: to basically be more in charge of a dungeon run than otherwise uh even if you're not one of the things I do as a tank when I don't particularly feel like leading is say stuff like I don't know what this does and have people usually be like this is what happens and you can be like okay I actually knew that but now you're talking so I don't have to say anything that that's one trick I use but Um, Another trick I, and I use on these guys too, by the way, I use on these guys all the time. Like we we went and did the, uh, we were doing every leveling
1: stream we've ever been in. He does this.
0: (laughs) I like, I don't know what's going on here. And they all, they fall all over themselves to tell me. And I can basically sit back and drink a soda and be like, yeah, I already knew this. I've done this dungeon, but whatever. Let, let them think that I'm an idiot and that they're telling me what to do. It works surprisingly well. Um, But the other thing I've tanked for like raids up until mists. And I, I very rarely was a raid leader. Um, you don't actually have to tank in a raid situation and be the raid leader. Usually there's a designated raid leader. And even if you're doing LFR, there's usually somebody who cannot wait to tell everybody what to do. Every LFR I've ever done is a tank. There's somebody waiting to tell everyone what to do. Like, there's somebody whose burning desire in life is to tell everyone what to do. You can exploit this person.
1: Just let them uh, do you, it. Let them do what but, they love.
0: Let them do it. If if they're saying things that are intensely stupid are going to get you killed, then you say something. Like, no, that won't work. If you have to, play it up like your class just can't do it. Pretend that you don't have that ability. Like, you, you know, we have to get out of this thing. Oh, that's going to get us all killed. No, um, I can't get out of those things fast. We need to go with something else. And people will be like, most... Sometimes someone will be like, no, you can heroic leap out of it. And you would be like, oh, God. But usually <laughs> you can you can basically, by being the tank, you can nudge a group without actually telling them anything. Like, you don't have to be in charge. Uh, it's a really important skill to master for your own sanity. Like, you can't... Not every tank is wants to do, like, the be pushy, tell everyone to do all the time thing. Like, it's not It's sh- it's not necessary to performance of the role. Can you viably tank and not be telling what everyone what to do all the time? Yeah, you can totally do that. It's quite feasible.
2: My personal assumption is always that You know, when I'm DPS or even when I'm a healer, I assume that the tank is in charge because you can't do anything unless the tank is involved. The tank goes in first. The tank has to get the mobs. Uh, You know, if you're the DPS shooting stuff first, you're doing it wrong. So I assume the tank is just going to tell people what to do or what he wants or what she wants. But if the tank at the beginning of the dungeon straight up says, like, I haven't done this before or, uh, you know, do you guys have any tips or something like that? I know this person doesn't necessarily want to be in charge or is not currently knowledgeable enough to be in charge. So if they've communicated that, I'll be like, oh, I can CC this and you attack that. You know. But if they don't say anything, I assume they know what they're doing, they're going to tell people what to do or they're just going to charge in and I have to kill stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, I, it's really not. Yeah. I, go, go ahead. I'm the person in dungeons who just silently does target a target, focus on the tank, <laughs> and just hits what they're targeting. <laughs> that's how i handle it i'm like they probably know what they're doing i'm just gonna kill what they're killing cool and then the rest of the time i'm a phantom it's like i'm not even there
0: i've done runs where i've literally told people nothing as a tank like i've said in fact i've done runs where i haven't spoken i mean obviously not speaking half the time in in, you know dungeons with pugs anyway because you know you would have to type it out but i've done runs where i i haven't communicated anything uh and not in a bad way just in a you know okay you know, so maybe i'll type gonna pull now or you know ch- trying a corner pull other than that that's that is a problem i have is that i tend to do stuff that is kind of old like corner pulling line of sight pulls stuff like that that people don't do yeah much but see anymore.
1: i'm used to that kind of thing because i've been playing as long as you have so <laughs>
0: yeah it's not a problem with this group but with other groups it can be just i honestly if I would say give it a shot. Honestly, try to find your comfort level and you'll probably be fine. Um, most groups will be just so happy to have a tank that as long as you're not a raging jerk, they'll put up with whatever your level of comfort is and they'll adjust to you.
1: Particularly at the beginning of an expansion when tanks are in short supply to begin with. Mm-hmm. So uh, next email is from Amianus, who is an undead priest from Negrand. Who says, Hiya, Watchers, and some weeks ago you stated you were attempting to gold cap with just Garrison missions. How's that going? I'd mostly stop playing WoW at that point, but your comment intrigued me and I thought I'd give it a go myself. From a starting point of about 550k gold, I have capped using just the Garrison shipyard and running Firelands on a number of tunes each week. Dranor would be easily the most gold-prolific expansion we've had. I think I had about 60K when it launched, and from what you've seen so far, will Legion be similar, or will Blizzard put the brakes on the WoW economy? Does the tenfold increase in gold cap indicate that the rivers of gold will continue to flow? Thanks from a proud supporter, Ami. My my, uh, gold cap journey is, like, stalled because I keep forgetting to log on and get my mission. (laughs) But I think I'm at like about 575k, almost 600, I'm not sure. And yes, I I know. I don't have the transmog yak. I still don't want it. I just there are other things I want to spend my gold on when I hit cap. But anyway, almost yak was the best thing
0: ever. How much is it?
1: The, the yak? yak, it's like 125k. It's
0: less than that if you have
1: the re- proper reputation. No, I it's not. It would cost more there than is that. no rep it's- decrease for it. Yeah, there is. No, there's not, because I am exalted with every last single stinking thing in Pandaria, and it's still 125 dollars
0: I didn't pay that much for it.
1: Well, Did then, I? you lucked out. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But, um, Alex, do you know a little bit more about this as far as, like, um, are the rivers of gold plentiful in Legion?
2: Well, disclaimer, I haven't checked... How much gold you get for things recently. Um when I was doing lots of world quests and stuff, uh there's a lot of confusion about how much gold things gave you. Um there are a lot of display bugs where you would see a world quest on your map and it would say you would get like 60 gold for finishing it or whatever, and you finish it, but it would actually give you two hundred some gold. So was two hundred intended or was sixty intended? I don't know. And at one point they added a gold reward to killing the world quest world bosses and the gold reward was like 35,000 gold for killing the boss. Dang. I don't know if that's supposed to be that way. Dang. I have no clue. So if you just get like 35,000 gold each week for killing a boss, um <laughs> that's a lot of gold. I don't know if that's intended though. Uh world quests have been wonky because it just will say yep, you get this, but you get something else.
0: Yeah, a lot of times the quest text is it's still placeholder while they're working on it. I do believe keep on, this is still being worked on.
1: Yeah, and I do believe that the overall intent with that raising of the gold cap. Yeah, we're still going to be getting a lot of golds from quests and things like that, and it's not going to like disappear. Are we going to get some kind of infinite supply of gold like we did with the garrison? Well, kind of, sorta, because you do get world quests once you hit max level, and those don't go away; they just keep showing up. So as long as you keep doing them, you keep getting more gold. Is what it going to be no? Know- are you gonna be able to log on and get four thousand gold from a Blingtron mission? No, don't yeah. think so.
2: The, th- the thing I do know is that in world quests, uh, from something I said months ago now, uh, world quests are all on like a timer where they expire and they refresh. And it's not like daily quests; they're all in different kinds of timers. So every time you log in, there's probably something different to do. The gold quests refresh faster than everything else. The ones that just give gold. If you want gold, you can log in a few times a day and get different quests to go get gold. Um, they, they refresh faster than the things that give items or gear or whatever else. So I think they're on like four hour refresh or something. So if you're like a Saturday, if you log in in the morning and once in the afternoon and once at night and just do a couple quests, there's going to be fresh gold quests for you every time you log in. If that's something you want to do, logging in multiple times a day.
1: Well, there you go. Oh, and Glacier Wolf and Saracen both pointed out in the chat channel, and I totally forgot about this, um, there was a guild vendor price reduction. There was a guild perk that reduced the price mm-hmm. of items on vendors. Rossi and they took that out that's where the reduction came from it wasn't reputation but yeah they paid I knew I didn't pay yeah yeah they removed that and since I haven't bought the yak yet it's still full price for me I didn't I didn't take that is the best thing in the game yeah I didn't take advantage when the price was low oh well (laughs) I guess I could get a yak yeah it's so awesome
2: i mean i would get it just to be able to turn my hat off in the middle of nowhere
1: i know well that's something that should be default anyway because it's always been de- like you've always been able to do it from anywhere so it yeah I just, anyway I, if, we're I, getting... if i
0: didn't have the ability to mount and change my gear every time i got a piece of quest gear while leveling i'd go nuts <laughs> yeah
1: alright next email is from fire sparks guardian druid of whisperwind who says hello watchers I can't find a definitive answer to this anywhere so I thought I would ask you how do minor cosmetic glyphs work in Legion I understand that most glyphs are gone along with the glyph interface you now apply a glyph directly to your spellbook. what I don't know is how permanent the new setup is are glyphs still spec specific do I need two to four copies of a glyph to apply it to the same spell in each spec i.e. glyph of the orca if i apply a glyph to a talented spell and then change the talent do i keep the glyph when i reselect the talent i.e. glyph of stars lastly what happens to the glyphs we are already using on live thanks for all you do the uncut podcast is basically the best fire sparks
0: they're gone the uh ones we're using on live are just yeah, gone they're,
2: they're-, they're- they're ashes they're, they're dust
0: <laughs> if you have them in your like bank when when the pre-patch drops they will turn into this has been burned by the cataclysmic power of the you, legion and yeah Alex, you
1: yeah. you basically just got a bunch of bur- papers you sitting have a bunch in your of bank trash. Yeah. um as far as the spell glyphs go i haven't experimented with swapping specs this is still something that I need to do Um, I know my elemental shaman I discovered that there's like a glyph of the ghost wolf that'll make your ghost wolf form look like a spirit wolf Um, and there's also a glyph that you can purchase that makes it look like a spirit raptor which is about the coolest thing ever and when I use that glyph it just it gave me it actually gave me a warning it said this will change your spell in your spell book are you sure you want to do this and I said yes And it went ahead and changed the spell so that it's Spirit Raptor. But if I go back and I go to change back to, like, Ghost Wolf or whatever, it'll let me do that. You know, I can apply different glyphs to it or whatever. Um, I didn't try changing specs because my Shaman is elemental and I didn't pick up another spec on the server yet. Have either of you guys done that?
0: I have, but I've changed specs quite a bit back and forth. But I haven't had any glyphs applied to anything because I'm a warrior and don't have anything cool. I know that... Um, the one thing I do know is some things just have – like some glyphs have just become part of spells. Some yeah. spells just have them built in, like yeah. the effect of uh, – so I know that much. But yeah, I don't I, – the glyphs I was using, like the one that gives – you know, like I was using mostly like the big glyphs and a lot of times I didn't even have any lesser glyphs. Like I didn't care. Like yeah, okay, it gives me crows, I don't care. So a lot of times I just don't even fit, use them because they just they don't do anything for me, they don't interest me. So Saracen yeah, I
1: can't. in the chat channel is saying that you need the glyph for each spec. So you will need multiple glyphs for like each spec if you have several different specs. Apparently.
2: Okay, or at least yeah. right
1: now on the beta, that's how it's working.
2: <laughs> I didn't do much spec swapping on beta because um, just because of how artifacts work instead of Ooh,
1: ooh, ooh, I should
0: mention that. Have you guys checked the vendor? There's like a, a vendor in your in your class hall. He's like your quartermaster. Have you checked him? Uh,
1: he not gives recently. Item,
0: he gives you item level seven forty greens of whatever spec items you don't have. Like you say, you've got the uh, artifact. Oh really? For for like arms, he's got a he's got a two handed sword that I can buy two of for fury, and he's got a sword and shield that I could buy for prod. And it's just gold, right? It's just gold. It's like a hundred gold for one of them. Okay. And I, and it's like, you know, so if you want to try out a spec, but you don't have an artifact for it yet, um, you can do that. And it'll. it's not as good. Like, the base artifact starts at 750 and then goes up with stuff. This isn't as good. It's only 740. But it's still, like, something.
1: It gives you something. Yeah. Okay. So if yeah. you have to
0: switch over, you have that item.
2: Beta being what it is with pre-made characters and so forth. Yeah. I never did a lot of spec switching on a specific character because if I wanted a different spec, I just created a new pre-made because it was faster. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, I have an Affliction Warlock, but I want to check out Demonology. I'll just make a new Warlock and get the Demonology artifact instead of leveling this Affliction to X amount of time to get. Yeah, it was just faster to make another character.
0: I'm just, I'm just pointing that out for people who yeah, will not sure. be doing that. Um,
1: and keep in mind that this is still beta, so all of these things are kind of subject to change. But as it stands right now, that's what's going on. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, next email is from Tree Heal CTR Guild on. Ari Peak, who says, Greetings, watchers. I'm an aging raider that started back in the Burning Crusade days. Like a lot of WoW players in my age bracket, I don't have much time for raiding anymore. However, I find that I can currently scratch that old raiding itch by running Warlords of Draenor Mythic Dungeons with friends. I love that they can provide somewhat challenging group content that doesn't take hours to complete. My question is this, do you think that Legion-style Mythic Dungeons will become the preferred endgame for WoW's aging player base who has limited gaming time? I, for one, am very excited to jump into legion's mythic dungeons to see how high i can go in their scaling difficulty thank you for all the work that you put into the show i look forward to it every week tree hill what do you guys think
2: maybe um i still have you know tend to have an issue that uh hard difficulty in wow does take a time investment outside of the actual content itself is an issue i run into a lot um i don't have a guild right now and finding one and finding people i like and so forth is also a time investment, so I haven't done Mythic Dungeons because I haven't put in the time to find a guild and so forth. Um, if you have a guild, yeah, I think Mythic Dungeons are going to be awesome. Uh, for me, I find it difficult to even get started.
0: Uh, I, there's also the fact that the world content is pretty expansive, and once you hit max level, that is an option for players who are even more limited on time. So I don't know if mythic is going to be the end game. Uh, it might be, it certainly feels like it's the first time it's ever, it's the closest it's ever been to being a viable end game progression. Like you can seriously do this instead of raiding.
1: It's like small scale, Uh, but yeah,
0: it does feel like you could definitely have, you know, you, you and your group of five to seven friends could make a guild and just do this and get good gear and have stuff to do. And it will keep getting harder. Like it'll, it'll scale to your level of ability and gear. Because you'll find new stones and unlock new prefixes. It's similar in a way to uh, the Diablo Rifts, Greater Rifts thing, where you can keep making it. You can keep adding. Which is pretty fun.
1: So I'm okay with this. I I don't have a problem with it. I'm kind of in the same boat as
0: Alex right now, is I have a guild and it's full of friends, but we don't play at the same times. Yeah. Uh, So I mean, one of the things I've actually been trying to come up with in my head is a way to like trick the Blizzard Watch people into forming a guild, and then like I'll have people to talk to.
1: See, that would be kind of fun for me because right now I'm like, I I have my characters and I have a server and I have a guild, but the guild is kind of deserted at the moment just because we're in that drought and I don't know who's coming back, when they're coming back, whether or not they'll be available to play at the times that I'm available to play because my schedule is kind of up in the air just due to what I do on a daily basis. so. Raiding is one of those things. I took a break from raiding at the end of Missa Pandaria, and I decided, okay, I'm not going to do the whole raiding guild thing in Warlords. I'm going to give myself some extra free time, and then I promptly filled all that free time with stuff that I need to do every day. <laughs> so I don't think I can really go back to raiding now, and yeah. and yeah. I don't, I don't really, I don't have like four people at my disposal that are available when I'm available to go do this stuff. So anything like that is kind of difficult for me. And yeah, Ross, if you want to do some kind of blizzard watch guild thing, pfft, I'd be for it. Yeah. yeah. I, I My, just, I, go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say, I just, it's, it is one of those things. It is a concern for players. You know, once you've been playing for a while, you, you know, I have a, you have a job, you have a life, you want to see your, you know, the people that you're important to you in your real life. It just rating does take a lot of time. Like we did it up until like, like Ann said, she took her break around mists. I had to stop around mists and, it it we did we did raiding up to like you know, it, it was taking a lot of time. Uh, I was in in a raid three nights a week for like four hours a night, and then you have to do it like you have to do that much prep time to do that much raiding. That's the thing people don't really get is if you're gonna raid for like say four hours a night, you will probably spend at least two hours prepping for it you know getting yeah. your stuff all set up all your gear the right way all your consumables all that stuff takes time it's I not mean, as much as it
1: took in vanilla because vanilla took like an oh, obscene yeah. amount <laughs> yeah. of time to prep for raids but
0: yeah but <laughs> fire resistant
1: potions anyone yeah all anyway right, everybody we're getting we're forming a raid group to go kill
0: some dream dragons to get nature resist gear to go kill some dragons in some other places
2: <laughs> who's
1: ready to go farm felwood <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. In- at at this point in the game, you know, during this, I think some people will come back uh, with Legion, but probably not as many as previously. But in my guild right now, because of the content drought, it's me and one other guy playing in the guild. We are never online at the same time. I just look at the guild listing and who has been online recently, and it's he will have logged in every day that I've logged in, but we have never seen each other online. Yeah, and That's right. it. <laughs> that's the guild. The two of us constantly missing each other
0: so yeah i think i do think that it's a possibility for groups that are like small and have like the 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 time to be on at the same time but i honestly feel like the the open world stuff is going to be for people who don't you just don't have that even
2: the world quest is what i'm really excited about yeah
1: yeah i i like the solo stuff and the thing is is like i would like to do that mythic stuff but trying to find four people who can like be available when i'm available when i don't even know when i'm gonna be available is just kind of like how's that supposed to work you know yeah but rossi yeah if you want to form something like some sort of something i mean i've done I've dungeons about and it. i've done raids with you before so
0: i've been thinking about it for a horde character just because yeah. that way i, I could play a horde character and not be like standing around by myself
1: <laughs> yeah all right, uh, next email is from Gorquen. I think this will probably be our last email here, too. Uh, Gorquen says, Greetings, watchers. While waiting out in a queue in Ironforge, I happen to start reading the signs on the artifacts that are set up outside of the library in the Hall of Explorers. One of them, the Highborn Astrolabe, claims that it was quote-unquote recovered from the undersea ruins of Suramar. Now, I'm not in the beta, but I was under the impression that Blizzard had decided to make it so that Suramar had been magically shielded and thus had never sunk, is still whole, and is entirely above sea level. Are there any submerged Suramarian ruins either present or referenced by NPCs on the beta? If not, can we assume that there are some given the city's proximity to the Sundering? Or is this just a really old piece of flavor text that fell through the cracks and is now irredeemably outdated? Thanks, Gorquin. Surmar did not entirely survive. Not all of that's, it.
0: That's established. The, the, the thing that happened was that they shielded what was already what was still intact when the actual big explosion happened. And then they rebuilt because they've had 10,000 years. <laughs> they, they didn't just say, well, we've got some city left. We're going to live in the ruins now. They built they kept going because they had it. They had ten thousand years, but they've been. Um, they, they've actually had a really advanced case of pandariitis where they thought everybody else was dead. <laughs> they were well, in their magical bubble, and they didn't care. They were like, "Ah, we're good.
1: All right." They survived the Sundering, and the Sundering was kind of a major thing, especially from where yeah. they were standing. So it sort of stands to reason that they would think that. Yeah, because it well, was it's, pretty disaster film all over the place
0: before they switched to the beta i managed to get in there and do some quests um and it was actually very hard because it was not very stable and uh the the, the, the there's a a, a nightborn mage that that takes you along and is working with you and and telling you stuff and one of the things you find out is that they're these guys make the blood elves look like you know dilettantes who go to wine tastings occasionally
1: to be fair like, they probably do
0: yeah oh <laughs> that's true <but laughs> i'm talking like you know if, if like that's ta- all they about, do <laughs>
1: you're
0: talking about magic addiction like you know there's there's you know i have a little magic sometimes but you know i'm not i'm not addicted to it or i'm a two pack a day magic user or you know okay I'm 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 doing the magic pretty heavy then there's these guys who are like just stick it in my veins well
2: yeah i mean they they not so subtly suggest that mana is their meth and, yeah, uh, you basically get a toy to that you can take mana meth so.
0: Yeah, there's if you look at them too, they're 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 pretty. Even the ones who aren't like really destroyed yet are already starting. They they don't look like elves anymore all the way. Like if you remember the withered,
2: yeah, it's they they
0: kind of have that going on. It's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of. So I actually
2: found it really unsettling in the beta. Um, they're,
0: they, well, do you remember the picture I took of the one whose head wasn't working right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I I won't say whether it's a good or bad thing that I was unsettled. I don't know, maybe they want to be unsettling, but certainly more than anything else in World of Warcraft, it was weird dealing with the yeah. the, the nightborn and the withered in, in Legion.
0: But their culture is entirely built around the, the, the enclave they made for themselves and the bubble they built for themselves and they have much of Suramar didn't survive. And it's not even a big stretch to imagine like there's parts of Suramar that were underwater. For that matter, we're still not 100% clear on exactly how much of Suramar and how much of the Broken Isles was raised versus has always been up. Obviously, some places like High Mountain and Val's weren't underwater because they've got life all over them. Like, you know.
2: I'm going to take... I mean, you guys always take the lore position. I'm going to take the gameplay position, right? Okay. Vanilla World of Warcraft, when they put this library of this museum in Iron Forge. What was the most recent knowledge of Super Mario? Warcraft 3 where it was a bunch of rocks and a bunch of sunken ruins. In Warcraft 3, that's what it was. It was just a sunken civilization. Mm-hmm. There was no larger thing. There was no broken isles that were getting in Legion. There was no magic
1: was... bubble. Yep. They didn't it's... even
2: conceive of that in 2004, or 2003, whenever they created that museum. In 2003, 2004, that's what it was. It was undersea ruins because that's what it was in Warcraft 3. The Suramar we have now is something they invented quite recently because they wanted to go to somewhere cool in the Broken Isles.
0: Yeah, and I'm totally okay with that in terms of a gameplay thing. It's like someone asked the other day in the queue is like, you know, you know, if we didn't have retcons, what would WoW be like now? I'm like, okay, WoW would be Trash. us in Stonewind Pass, because that was the name of the city, Stonewind. Uh there'd be no high no night elves, probably no blood elves, certainly no um, you know, Forsaken. Uh half the game wouldn't be there because No worgen. That's- yeah. Um, no if there, Kalimdor. No Northrend.
2: If there were no retcons, uh, you would be fighting for God and sending people to hell.
0: Mm-hmm. It'd be a really weird game.
1: You're
2: working
0: essentially with a lot of that stuff. A lot of that stuff got split off and put into Diablo,
2: quite frankly.
1: Yeah, I think quite a bit. Hopefully they that answers off with
2: your God qu- thing.
1: They did. They 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 did that pretty quick, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hopefully that answers your question, Gorquin, and that wraps us up. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to do the generous contributions at Patreon.com/BlizzardWatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast a better chance at having your question answers on the podcasts or the queue, and an ads-free site experience.
0: Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, this has been Blizzard Watch. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll be here next week.